0: Hi, I'm Heather Monty from the About the Tea and STEM podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Answer the what if questions, like do not leave them unanswered. So if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what if I'm having a bad day? What if this happens? reflect on the strategies that I've previously used to get through that situation.
0: Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action Against the Burnout with stories from burned out teachers advice from experts and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hello there, Burned In Teachers, and happy Monday. I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today on the Burned In Teacher Podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. My name is Amber Harper. I am your host, and this episode is airing on my 37th birthday. So if you have birthdays out there today, let me know on social media. Tag me at Burned In Teacher. I hope you have a fantastic Monday. And even if it's not your birthday, I hope that your day is full of joy and inspiration. And if it's not, then this is a great episode for you. Today, we're going to be talking to Erin Roberts. She is 27 years young, and this is her third year in special education as a teacher. She loves Pilates, anything water related. She does live in Florida. And coincidentally, I was born in Florida 37 years ago today. (laughs) She also loves Bravo TV. And I'm so excited to share my conversation with her. You know, Some of my favorite interviews on this podcast are with teachers who are living their day-to-day lives in the classroom, giving them a voice, giving them a chance to share their challenges and also their wins, what it is that they are doing in their day-to-day life to either get out of their burnout or to avoid it in the first place. You know, speaking of challenges, I want to remind you that this month, November, is dedicated to reflecting on your challenges. So if you have not already gone to burnedinteacher.com slash reflect and gotten your free chapter of my burned in teacher ebook, Reflect on Your Challenges, chapter three. Go do that now. It is such a great way for you to take the steps necessary to really acknowledge and give respect to what it is that is truly challenging you so that you can move forward. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about taking your next best steps, no matter where you are in your career, no matter what it is that you truly want. When is the last time that you've really sat down and asked yourself, What do you truly want? You know, if I've not made it clear in the past, Burned In Teacher is not about making you feel like you have to stay and be content in the exact position that you are in now in education. It's also not about getting you out of education. Burned In Teacher is about helping you as a human being take your next best steps and reach your next goals that you have set for yourself. About stepping back so you can step Forward or even take leaps forward in your life, not just as a teacher, but as a human being. So, this girl's birthday wish today (laughs) on November 18th, 2019 is that you take a second and just get quiet or grab a piece of paper and a pencil and just jot down your wants, your needs, your goals, your dreams, your desires. What is it that you truly want for yourself and just dump it all out there on the paper or say it out loud if you're listening in your car this morning or in the afternoon on your way home. And then I want you to reflect on why. Why haven't you tried or reached those goals? What challenges have been standing in your way? Check out episode 49 if you need the steps because That's what's going to help you take your next best steps in your life, this one life that we have. And then I want you to go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher and share your thoughts with us. So without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Aaron Roberts. Hey there, In Teachers, I'm so excited to introduce to you my guest today from the In Teacher Facebook group. Her name is Erin Roberts. Erin, welcome to the Burnden Teacher podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you.
0: So she and I have been chatting before we jumped in and started recording, and she's so excited to be here. I'm so excited that she's here. I love having teachers from the Facebook on to tell their stories and have their voice be heard and she's got a really great message to share with you all today. Uh, But first of all, Erin, will you please start out by telling us a little bit about you, both as a human being and as a teacher?
1: Yes, that's one thing I feel like I get caught up in. I only describe myself as a teacher. I really enjoy anything to do with water. I live in Florida, so I love the beach, the pool, being outside. Um, Pilates has really helped me a lot in my life. I go five days a week in the summer. Twice um, during the school year. I really make an effort to get there. Uh, College football, War Eagle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just. Enjoy life and sports and just really am working on just being in the moment.
0: That is fantastic and such a good message to share with teachers because there's so much to distract us from the moment. All there is to do. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, so tell us a little bit about your, uh, yourself as a teacher. Tell us, you know, how long have you been teaching? What is it that you, that you do in the education space?
1: Okay, so I am just going into my third year of teaching self-contained Um, All of my kids have severe and profound autism. I am currently getting a whole new batch of sixth grade students. Last year, I was sixth through seventh. And my very first year teaching, I was actually an inclusive kindergarten teacher. So I had kids reading on a fourth grade level all the way to severe autism, um, which I found very challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did really learn how to differentiate the work for my kids, mm-hmm. um, I have a, how many nine kids and two paraprofessionals who I get to work with again this year. I say a
0: strong team is absolutely everything. Oh my gosh, it really is. Strong teams, strong leadership—it all makes such a huge difference. So, because this is the Burned In Teacher podcast, now we know a little bit about your background, who you are, where you are, who you teach, who you serve. Tell us a little bit about, and I know that you um, you have a passion for serving teachers who are struggling a lot like me. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: So when I found myself towards the end of the last school year, really struggling to handle my emotions and my anxiety within the classroom, I really reached out on social media to find others like me. Um, I've reached out to I wrote these names down, the Autism Helper, um, Stephanie, I know she was on your podcast. Yeah, yeah
0: Stephanie DeLussi.
1: Yes, and yeah. honestly, she was the first site I came across, and I would just see all of her inspirational quotes that she would post, and I was like, this girl totally gets it, mm-hmm. and I've actually reached out to her about starting my own blog, I have not done that yet, but she was Responsive and gave me great advice on how to get going. So I feel like I'm definitely in the beginning process of trying to help others as well.
0: And that's exactly, I don't know how much you know about Burned in Teacher Story and my story in education, but that's exactly why I started Burned in Teacher. Yes, I
1: mean, listen to your story, yes.
0: <laughs> so it was definitely, Burned In Teacher was born out of burnout, because I decided I am not going to be ashamed of this anymore. I'm going to start talking about it. So I thought the blog is the is the easiest way that I can think of to get started, and it's, it's so in, evolved into what it is today, and it continues to evolve. So I'm cheering for you. If you have any questions, you need to let me know, because I will totally help you out. There's no way, no way I could have continued, and done what I've done with Burden Teacher without the help of people who just want to do good and help others to be supported. So, so we keep Can I, in contact. I'm,
1: like a, I'm only going into my third year teaching and this is my absolute passion. And to be feeling the way that I did, I, I was disappointed because I'm like, this is not, this is not how I should be feeling. This is my passion to teach these children. And I'm only starting on year three. I've got to figure out a way, um, to cope and, and figure it out so that I continue to live my dream out. So,
0: oh my gosh, this is so exciting! Goosebumps. So, oh. <laughs> this is a great lead in to tell us your story of burnout because that's where all of this starts. So, tell us, you know, what you started to feel, what you started to think, what you know, what was going on.
1: So, I would definitely say I realized I needed to reach out when I was eating dinner. And just started crying at the dinner table. Um, I have a long-term supportive boyfriend. He's so great. Um, But he's not in the education world. So he doesn't always understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really took that opportunity to seek therapy. I go once every two weeks. Um, But just the daily struggle of holding it together as an educator, you wear so many hats, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse, I'm the teacher, sometimes I feel like I'm a therapist, even though I'm not and it becomes really overwhelming. And I always think that I have to do it all. Yes, I have my two paraprofessionals who are absolutely amazing. um, But I struggled with giving them tasks to do because it wasn't right unless I did it. So I just really learned to just take a step
0: back and ask for help when you need it, please. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I just sent a teacher friend a text. She was asking my opinion about something, something that she either needed to say yes to or no to. And I said, honey, I said, we are not superheroes. Uh, contrary to popular belief and all the t-shirts and all the things, we're not. We are human beings. We have limits and we have to set boundaries. And right now I think you need to say not right now um, Because she was really honored by this thing that she was being asked to do, and I think that's the thing we have FOMO so bad. I know. In, a, in addition to maybe some control issues.
1: One hundred percent.
0: So I told her, I said, "There's always next year. There's always next year, and it's an honor that you were asked to do this, but you have this other thing you're committed to. You cannot do it all. You can't. You can try. Yeah, <laughs> right, you can
1: try, but then you may end up feeling burned out."
0: If after today's episode, you're wanting even more, check out this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie at burnedinteacher.com slash reflect. In it, I break down what it means to reflect on your challenges because Burned In is an eight-step acronym. B stands for begin where you are. U stands for understand your teacher brand. R is reflect on your challenges. N is nurture your strengths. Is extend your reach and possibilities. D is determine your long-term goals. I is initiate lasting change. N is never settle. So go to burnedinteacher.com/reflect and get this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie, Chapter Three of my ebook, Burned In Teacher Training: Eight Steps to Go from Surviving to Thriving in Education. Enjoy the chapter, take action, and burn on. So, aside from the crying, what were you feeling? you know where Where did you start? So definitely
1: overworked and overwhelmed. Um, a lot of my students this past school year had extreme behaviors. I have a behavior team. I'm trained as well. towards i want to say February, March, it was just overwhelming to me. The smallest thing that happened. Would make me break down, and I would be tearing up at school. Um, I would like have to go to the bathroom and take a breather. Um, just not, not, and not that I was ever scared of my students, but it just felt so. Just feeling like I have to do it all and not delegating tasks to others. Let others come in and help me. Mm -hmm. If I couldn't fix the situation, I was bringing it home with, I would dream about my kiddos. I was constantly, constantly thinking about how can I fix this? How can I make this better? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing to cause this? And my brain never, ever
0: Was there a specific situation or a certain incident that happened that finally, you know, was there something that happened that day when you started crying at the dinner table? Was there something that was just, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back Um, or, or was it just, you know, what I say, you know, burnout is a slow burn. Was it really the culmination of all of these things that, that you were mentally trying to figure out?
1: I believe it all just came rushing to me and I was questioning can I even do this? Mm, mm-hmm. Am I capable? I, I mean, I can't just leave these kids. I love my job, but am I capable to continue this school year and make it work? And I knew deep down that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really needed that confident, that confidence boost um, mm-hmm. to keep going and reach out to professionals mm-hmm. just to help talk through it on days when I feel that way. Yeah.
0: So before the therapy, and I want to hear some details about that, but let's back up even before that. Can you tell me, did you talk to anybody about it? Your boyfriend, do you have a teacher bestie or your mom, or was there anybody that you confided in and and sought support from? And I, you know, I have to definitely, you know, have a little, I definitely need to say something about, you know, the difference between venting and, and seeking support. Um, you know, was there somebody that you that you sought support from?
1: All of the above that you just mentioned. Um, <laughs> parents, I'm watching you. My parents and I are very close. Um, I've actually called my mom from school before mm-hmm. during one of the, like my breakdown moment, and she helps just talk me through it, to you know, breathe, remember like my core values, why I am there. Not many people want to take these types of jobs. And it's just, you know, everybody always says, Oh, you're so special, you, you know, for doing this job. I don't know how you could do it. Um, And sometimes I think, I don't know how I do it either. But you know, just deep down, it's my passion. And honestly, the good days outweigh the bad.
0: You just touched on something that's so, so important. I talked about it here and there on the podcast and shout out to my small group program members. But You said you had to come back to your core values, and when I first say that to teachers that I work with, they kind of look at me like, what do you mean? So tell me a little bit about your core values. If you don't mind getting a little vulnerable and sharing what they are, um, tell us, if you can, what those are and how you came to them.
1: So, okay, I'm going to try and explain this best that I can. Sure. my core values within my job is to just ultimately be that person to make a difference. Even just the smallest thing for my kids is the biggest thing ever. Um, so really just being that person to be patient, um, to be kind, to show compassion, um, It's just really what I feel in my heart. And you have to be that person for these kids. And sometimes I just have to step back and take a reminder that, listen, you know, to get a little spiritual with it, like God has a plan for me. Like this, I truly believe that and that this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm not going to have a task that I'm not capable of. So
0: I truly believe that. So patience, kindness, and compassion. Compassion is one of mine. So you and I have that in common. (laughs) you got to have that somewhere. Oh, you do. You cannot work with teachers or kids without being compassionate. That is for sure. 100%, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us then, once you started the therapy, and and let me back up because here's what's uh, really coincidental. Now, I don't know exactly when this is going to air, but I did do a Facebook Live about actually reaching out to your school and finding out if they support therapy, the, the cost of therapy. Uh-huh. And if they, because there are a lot of schools that are starting to pick up this idea of, wow, you know, we have got to offer this mental health support for our teachers if we want to retain our teachers. Uh-huh. So there were a, there are a lot of schools actually, and some teachers don't even know this, but they will pay for your therapy sessions. And if they don't cover the full cost, some insurance companies, will will cover the cost. So I tasked teachers in this Facebook Live. I said, do the research, find out the facts, get the support that you need, and don't let fear of asking questions hold you back. So did you do anything like that? How did you find your therapist? What what are the uh, steps that you took there?
1: So I went to my insurance online. I looked up my coverage. I am fortunate that um, my mental health is 100% covered. I have no copay. It's just, which is amazing because mm-hmm. I hear the copays of other people and I'm like, Oh my goodness, you know, that's expensive. And I think that's what can turn a lot of people off is if you can't afford it, especially on a teacher's salary, let's be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're not going to get that help. So I researched, um, just places close by that mostly handle, um, you know, experience with anxiety, depression, and I reached out. Um, I'm currently seeing the same therapist. I haven't switched it up. I've been seeing her for probably four, four months now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I just took the steps to look up and see what is covered and what wasn't
0: and the options nearby. So will you give us some insight on what that looks like when you, you know, your first visit to a therapist, this really intrigues me because this is a topic that is has so much stigma wrapped around it. That, and I so appreciate you being vulnerable and willing to share this information with us. Uh, will you tell us a little bit about that first visit, how you felt whenever you were walking in versus how you felt walking out? Kind of walk us through that.
1: So I, when I first came in, I was, you know, nervous, <laughs> which is okay to be that way. Um, but let me just say, I loved feeling absolutely amazing And that, I mean, I felt not so heavy. I felt light walking out. You know, um, my therapist really helped guide me through the first process, asking me questions, you know, what brings me here? You know, what are the main things that we want to work on together? Um, So, yeah, overall, was really great. Um, And I say, you know, if I had left feeling uneasy, that would have been a sign that maybe I need to try out some other people and see who who works and who doesn't work. But just the fact that I left there after one 40, 45 minute session, I just wanted to keep talking mm. All like right now.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad, Erin, that you mentioned that if you would have left feeling uneasy, that you wouldn't have given up on the idea of therapy, but you would have tried someone else because sometimes the first time it's just it just doesn't work out.
1: Right. And that's Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's tons of people out there, you know, it just, that would just mean I'd have to continue to research and find someone who works because you have to be comfortable and yeah. that person has to be willing to give you ideas and strategies to ultimately help you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the first step might not be comfortable. You might be uncomfortable stepping out of that comfort zone, but, yeah. but it's worth it in the end. So tell us about the errand for five months ago versus the Erin now going into a brand new school year? Um, and when do they start school in Florida where you are?
1: So teachers are starting on the 5th. So we have our pre-planning week and the kiddos are starting, uh, that believe the 12th on Monday, okay. so right around the corner.
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Now I not complain though. I've had a, a great two months just relaxing, um, again, working on myself, mm-hmm. prepping myself for what may or may not come. I am so much more confident. I am returning to the same school um, the previous school year. So 2018, 2019, I was just starting um, at this new school. So of course, you know, you're the new teacher and everybody kind of has their clicks. Um, but everybody at my school is amazing and supportive. And this year, I, I just feel more confident. Um, I just want to share real quick one thing that my therapist tells me and I wrote it down is to answer the what if questions like do not leave them unanswered. So if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what if I'm having a bad day? What if this happens? Reflect on the strategies that I previously used to get through that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, If I what if I'm overwhelmed? Okay, well, take a 10-minute break. Your staff, they're awesome. They've got this. Go sit in the break room. Don't take your computer. Mm-hmm. Just go and relax. So really just answering those what-if questions to not let anxiety creep in. Because mm-hmm. when, when you leave them oh, like unanswered, that is when you're flooded. And trust me, I still work on this. I am not cured. <laughs> <laughs> To say I mean, the leave us ever. <laughs> yeah, it's just real. It's just something I have to work on daily. Um,
0: yeah. And if you let those questions linger, that's when your imagination run, runs away with you. And that's when I love Stephanie DeLussy's episode so much, episode 40, because she is so steadfast in her belief that her anxiety is a liar and that that's Dolores, we start right? all yeah, Dolores starts to tell lies, she says, and loved so her idea of journaling, writing down all these lies, and then following that with the truth.
1: I um, do the same exact thing. And I actually believe I saw that tip from her and I brought it up to my therapist and you know, she's obviously given me strategies, um, but I brought that one up. I went on a quick weekend trip. I wrote down the things that could happen, or the what ifs, and mm-hmm. I literally crossed off every single thing because none of it happened, and yeah. I had the best time ever. Oh, so. That's fantastic. You're very satisfying that. on the plane on the way home. I was just like scratch, scratch, scratch. So
0: <laughs> yeah, great. So, what would you tell a teacher if? they approached you or you noticed that a teacher that you were working with or a teacher online even was really struggling, um, either publicly or they just didn't seem to be as burned in as, as you are, um, with your insight, with your mindset, um, with your strategies now, what is it that you would tell them? I know we kind of talked about this a little bit before we jumped on this recording too.
1: No, I would want to tell them one, be confident in yourself. There's a reason you are here for this job. You got this job because you are capable. Uh, two, maybe that should even be number one, breathe. Oh my goodness, please take time to breathe. Um, take those few minutes if you're able to. So some of us don't get a lunch break. So you have to find time to leave the room, take a breath, come back. And just step back into the room, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't reinvent the wheel. Oh my goodness, there are so many resources out there. There is no reason to spend hours creating new material. And there's lots of free resources. Teachers pay teachers. Might be my best friend. Um, I didn't even know about Teachers Pay Teachers when I was in college. I wish I had. That would have been very
0: helpful. Wow, that surprises me.
1: I know. So I would see some girls come in with these poster boards that were like amazing. And I'm like, man, like, where are they getting up? Meanwhile, I'm Googling, like, Google images to print. And then I realized they're all using Teachers Pay Teachers. How mm-hmm.
0: did I not know? <laughs> So. Did you ever ask them? Did you finally ask them or did you just come up with this realization yourself? You no, know, I honestly never asked. I, it, one girl,
1: in, like specifically, I just thought she was really creative. <laughs> <laughs> Once I started my first year with kindergarten, I had um, a first grade teacher across the hall for me, which we're still good friends to this day. And she was like, girl, teachers pay teachers, mm. you know, free. You can even put in a price budget for yourself under $5. Mm-hmm. Or maybe splurge and get a pack of something that'll last you all year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always encourage teachers, and I did this with my students too, you know, let other people who are showing a lot of success inspire you rather than intimidate you. So yeah, I, I like that. Yes. So definitely, you know, when you see, you know, for listeners out there, for you, Erin, you know, when you see somebody that's doing something better than you, ask them how they're doing it more than likely, they are going to be more than willing to help you and to give you resources or point you in the right direction or give you the confidence that you need to to take the step in that direction.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing too. just ask for help. Don't be scared. I asked for help so many times previous school year, whether it's, you know, to do with report cards, IEPs, maybe something you need for your classroom, just ask. I mean, the worst I could say is, I'm sorry, I can't help you and
0: direct you to a person who can help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Such good advice. Solid advice. So Erin, before we sign off today, or rather before we go into the burned in teacher lightning round, what, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: Yes. And I just thought of this, which brings me to your interview questions, how you just think of things, um, share with if I know some teachers don't have paraprofessionals and you're there by yourself, but find somebody you can, can find in. Um, my two paras, once I started therapy, and I, I told them, like, you guys, I'm, I'm really struggling right now, and they were there for me, um, always offering to do above and beyond, which they were already doing, um, but just share how you're feeling with them so that they know too. Maybe some days you might be feeling a little more delicate, and they can be there for you um, and help you. So even if it's not someone in your classroom, you know, find the
0: teacher or whoever, someone that you can talk to who will understand. Such good advice. And building those relationships around being vulnerable is really, really helpful because they're going to need that support someday too. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So let's jump into the this or that lightning round since our conversations get so serious so quickly. um, It's time to have a little bit of fun. So I'm going to ask you a couple of this or that. You just tell me what comes to your mind first.
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Wild animals or domestic animals? Domestic. Pasta or pizza? Pizza. Oh, me too. Every meal. And finally, Scooby-Doo or Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry, <laughs>
1: you
0: know, when I saw this question and then I realized how much younger you were than me, I thought she's not even going to know who Tom and Jerry.
1: Oh, of course are. I do. Yes. <laughs> the cat and the mouse, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like, You're I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> It ages me a little bit when I sometimes ask questions. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you don't even know what I'm talking about!" Yeah. <laughs> God forbid my daughters when they grow up, how I'm going to keep up with the latest trends on teenagers and middle schoolers because they. Oh, keep I feel like cool. it's
1: already so different from <laughs> what nine years ago. It's insane. oh. S-
0: So, so true. Well, Erin, I'm so appreciative of your time and your story and your advice and your wisdom, Uh, especially being a third year teacher. You have already learned a lot of lessons and I really appreciate you sharing them here.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Amber, for the time to share it and for creating this podcast and the Facebook group to reach out there and help others.
0: It's my pleasure and it is my passion. So I'm so glad that you're part of it. I'm so, so grateful that Erin took the time to tell her story and to be really vulnerable and open about how she knew that her challenges were so great that she needed help. So don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone and do something different for the sake of your mental health and of your career. You know, Erin, one thing that she really wanted you to know is that it's so easy to get lost and caught up in the daily routine. And it is okay to ask for help, take breaks, whether that be your pair professionals helping you or your administrator or you're seeking therapy. You do not have to do it all and you certainly do not have to do it alone. There are people out there who are ready and willing to help you. So Utilize them for a healthier and happier you. Don't reinvent the wheel. You know, just like she said, those teachers, those pre-service teachers rather that she knew in her college classes, she thought that they created those beautiful fonts and posters from scratch and they didn't. And all she needed to do was ask. Second of all, just breathe. Take a deep breath. You know, I covered this in our episode with Danielle Neufer. Breathe, take those three deep, heavy breaths. And of course, remember that you are capable. Capable, Carrie says, I am capable and I am worthy of whatever it is that you truly want for yourself. Now, speaking of that, tune in next week when we talk to Michelle Gano. Now she is on a mission to bring positive change to schools everywhere by helping teachers to transform their daily habits to overcome burnout and find joy in teaching again. She is still in the classroom and she's written this wonderful book that she's going to share with us some points from Next week. So don't miss next week's episode right before Thanksgiving break, right before we take a time out to pause and be grateful. This interview with Michelle Gano is going to be a fantastic end to our focus on reflecting on our challenges. Now, I also want to let you know, um, with a couple weeks' notice, that I am going to take December off to take some time to prepare myself and to prepare content. For the second half of this school year. So, as you know, I've been going through the burned in process with you slowly through these last couple of months. And I want to take the time to make sure that I'm well prepared for the final months of season three of the burned in teacher podcast. And I am going to take December off to really refocus, recharge, re energize so that I can be my best for you when we come back in January with Nurture Your Strength. So, I will be here next week with my interview with Michelle Gano. And until next week, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.